0: Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to episode 43 of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry and it is your host, man. I am excited again to be bringing you another interesting topic, and I'm not going to lie, uh, it was recently uh, brought to my attention that I had to talk about seizures only because apparently Wendy Williams had a single episode and fell on national TV live and apparently thinks that it was secondary to a stroke. And I'm arguing that I think it's due to seizures. And that's why we're going to talk about seizures today, right? We're going to talk about how to recognize the seizures and what are seizures. And uh, hopefully by the end of, you know, today's episode, you will side with me and not my wife that she had a seizure and not a stroke or like a heat stroke, what she was claiming on the TV. So again, if you want my show notes, you're going to head over to DrPierre'sBlog.com forward slash LLP 043. Again, if you want the show notes for today, head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP 043. And get ready for another great episode from yours truly, Dr. Barry. All right, guys. So I need y'all to just... Sit back and just rock with me on this episode because I'm going to be talking about series and I'm going to try to convince you that Wendy Williams, again, if you don't know who Wendy's Williams is, just Google her. She's got a lot of memes out already because, you know, unfortunately people are cruel. Um, but if you don't know her, she was on live TV at, at the time of this recording the day before, or actually, I guess the day of. And had a single episode, which in medical world means she passed out. But before she passed out, she exhibited some signs that I'm concerned that she had a seizure. So much so that I actually changed the topic of today's episode just so we can talk about seizures, right? Like, I was, I was going to hold on to it for, you know, maybe a later episode sometime uh, later on this year. But I said, you know what, I might as well just bring it up now because, you know, she thinks and she's telling people... I don't 100% know, she could be telling the truth, that she passed out because it was hot. I'm concerned that she had a seizure because it did not look like a person who just passed out, right? So we're going to talk about seizures today, right? So what are seizures? In the grand medical term of seizures, it's a neurological dysfunction, right, caused by abnormal activity in the brain. And when we say abnormal activity... Your brain is normally firing electrical signals, pretty much telling your brain and your body to do whatever. You know, just the fact that me talking, my brain is sending an electrical signal uh, to the part that controls my mouth to talk. Right. So your brain is always doing that all the time. What happens, unfortunately, in patients who are dealing with seizures and seizure episodes and a history of seizure is that that electrical activity just goes amok. And there's no off switch. There's nothing to control it. And what we tend to see, especially when we think about seizures in the grand scheme of thing, is this person who's like shaking a lot on the ground, um, you know, almost biting their tongue. Like So the the com- most common way we think about seizures is that like picture, right? So let me just kind of, you know, bring back to, you know, my patients and, you know, what I've seen in the past, um, you know, taking care of patients in the hospital, taking care of patients. In the outpatient center, right? In the inpatient, which is inside the hospital, right? The majority of times, a patient who is having a seizure kind of comes to us, like, either when they've already had a seizure and they're on the way, but sometimes, unfortunately, they'll have the seizure, you know, while they're there. In my line of work, I've seen patients have seizures for a lots of different reasons, and so we're going to talk about those, um, you know, towards uh, the, the middle end of the show of some certain causes of seizures, but, you know, a lot of it always kind of starts out the same way, right? Where, like, they notice something going on, they feel like something's about to happen, and then it happens, right? And in the brain, when you have this electrical activity that's normally going like it's supposed to go, and then all of a sudden, like, starts running amok, that's what tends to happen, right? It always gives us what we call, like, this little, uh, you know, almost like an aura-like sensation, right? So it's pretty much a signal that say, oh, something is about to happen. I don't know what. It's about to happen, but something is about to happen, right? So when we talk about seizures, we talk about a couple types of seizures, right? And we'll, we'll talk about the two different types of classes again. You know, um, we just, we, I just want to, especially we know when we do these lunch and learns, right? A lot of it is more for education. So you can take what you learned today and then build on it, read up on it, and then be able to discuss with your doctor, uh, you know, follow up. Uh, and cause that's all the goal, right? Making sure you follow up, making sure we're empowering you, you know, to, to be educated when you walk into your doctor's office, right? So we got two types of seizures, right? We got a generalized seizure and we got a partial seizure, right? So what's the difference, right? When you say, what is the difference, Dr. Pierre, of uh, those two types of seizures, right? So a generalized seizure is electrical activity that happens all over the brain, the whole brain. Electrical activity, just running wild and running amok and nobody seems to control it, right? That's the generalized type seizure. Those patients who have these generalized type seizures, um, they can either have what we call motor dysfunction. And again, when motor dysfunction is when you see a person shaking uncontrollably and, you know, fall to the ground and eyes shake, eyes rolling back in here, they can have that. Um, You have some patients, what we call a diagnostic of atonic seizure, right, where their body goes limp like limp, and then they just fall to the ground, right, so this is a person, uh, we, we think about seizures classically, we're thinking about that person who, you know, is shaking all over the ground, about to bite their tongue, but there's also that case of a person who, instead of their body getting all tense and stiff like a rock, their body just gets limp like a noodle and dropped to the guy, right, so that's, that's a different type of seizure, again, that's the general, that's under that general classification, right, and the partial seizure, just like kind of like the name says, instead of general where the electrical activity happens all over the brain, the partial seizure, the electrical activity happens just in a certain section of the brain, right? And if we can kind of think about it in like the grand scheme of things, right? If I have a problem with my brain and all the electric electrical activity is you know going crazy everywhere. Then I expect to see a much bigger reaction from it, right? Like, so I expect to see much more, uh, bigger outwardly presentation of it, right? That's where you get the that tonic clonic situation where my my body is like a rock, it's tense, but I'm shaking like crazy. In the partial standpoint, if only a small part of my brain is you know got that electrical wiring that's going crazy, then only a small portion of uh, the the body should be affected, right? And again, it may not be you know, one side in terms of like the, my right arm, my left arm, but it may be maybe my senses, maybe the sense of smell is kind of weird. Uh, maybe I'm getting numbness, maybe I'm getting tingling, right? So there's a, a different, you know, a, a, from a spectrum standpoint, when we talk about seizures, but it's important to note, because again, when you see, you know, the typical case on TV, uh, where you know, this person's are seizing, and they're foaming at the mouth, those are going to be your generalized seizures, right? Because that's happening all over the body to the point where your whole body is affected. You all on the ground. You don't know what's going on. You just know something's happening bad to you, right? And that that three parts of a seizure, right, is that first part is what, is what I kind of alluded to, right, when I talked about the aura, right? Patients who have, you know, seizures, right, especially the ones who have the history of it, they 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 they'll tell you, and a lot of times when when I see them in a hospital setting, when I see them in an emergency room, I'll ask them. Before you passed out, did you have any weird smell? Did you have any weird you know s- sound? Did you hear any weird sounds? You know, did you do any like you know funky looking fidgeting you know facial uh, expressions? Right? Did something happen before like the big event? Right? Because again, seizures. Um, unlike stroke, right, they give you that warning sign, right, like, if you had a stroke, if you had a stroke, there's no warning sign, there's no, oh, my body's going to be trembling shaking, no, you're just, boom, stroke happens, right, like, you're talking normal one second, next thing you know, you're not talking normal, right, so, again, I want you to kind of uh, differentiate that, right, like, you know, you know, head over, um, you know, uh, to DrPierre's blog.com and, you know, search for the word stroke, right, we've talked about stroke before, um, you know, trying to recognize the signs of stroke, right, today, we're talking about seizures, so these seizures, you know, they give you that warning sign, right? Stroke, no warning sign. Seizure, give you the warning sign. So you got this, that aura sensation. That's the start of, you know, the seizure that's about to happen because it, it is going to happen. And then you get that that physical phase or that phase where something is going to happen, right? And it may not be, you know, you're on the body convulsing or you're, you're twitching or you're foaming at the mouth, right? But maybe your your right arm is twitching and you can't move it, right? Or maybe your whole body gets limp. Like something is going to happen in that stage, right? Like that's usually the stage people start freaking out and calling 911. That first aura stage, no one really knows. You most of the time, you don't even tell someone something. Something's happening, right? You just say, hmm, "I Why am I like all of a sudden? You know, smelling you know vanilla extract or some weird." And I've had patients um, say they smell all kinds of weird things and smell all kinds of weird things right before um, the seizure happened, right? Because again, remember the brain controls everything, right? So the brain normally sends electrical you know signals that say, "Hey." This is what vanilla extract smells like, right? But if you're having a seizure, all of a sudden your brain is just throwing all kinds of signals that you don't know what the hell is going on, right? So you say, hmm, why am I smelling vanilla extract? And then you're on the ground, right? And then the seizure is like kicking your butt. The third stage is the stage that a lot of times in the hospital setting, patients will come into the ER with, right? So patients who are usually brought in by, you know, emergency medical services, the fire department, you know, friends, family, when they come in, they come in this stage we call the post-icto stage, right? And what is post-icto stage? We already talked about the icto stage being that middle stage where things happen. We're not sure what the thing is. It's usually physical, but again, it could be numbness. It could be tingling. It could be something that you may not notice. Um, but that post-icto stage occurs is now you're like in a fog you're kind of confused you're kind of dazed but you are aware you're able to answer questions but you're just kind of out of it right um for the patients who suffer from a generalized seizure again remember the generalized seizure is the big boy and that's the one that electrical signals is firing all across the body when patients suffer from that generalized seizure their post-ictal stage usually tends to be a little bit longer and they tend to be a little bit more out of it right so a lot of times I can't even get, you know, a good history from those patients. Right. And, you know, my, you know, my fellow medical folks who are uh, following uh, the podcast understand what I mean when I say that, where you're trying to ask them questions. But this person is like outwardly confused. Right. They're like, I don't even know why I'm here. The last thing I remember is I was smelling vanilla extract. And next thing you know, I'm in the E.R., and you're, you're asking me weird questions like, did I bite my tongue? Did I pee on myself, right? Like, Because, again, that happens. Remember, your brain controls everything, right? So normally you hold on when you don't need to use the restroom, right? You say, oh, I don't need to use the restroom, but I can hold on. I can hold this on. But when that brain is firing like crazy, all of those signals that, you know, are good to try to protect yourself, especially from a little public humiliation, uh, like peeing on yourself, like pooping on yourself, that goes out the window, right? So a lot of times my question is kind of centered around that, right? And I'm going to talk about, you know, the, the scenario of what I do when I see patients in the hospital and they've had a seizure, what type of questions I tend to ask them. You may be thinking, all right, I've got a seizure, I'm in the ER right now, what the hell happened, right, like, how did I even get here, right? The causes of seizures, they're broken up into two groups. Again, we like, in medicine, we love groups, right? Because groups helps us remember things a lot easier, right? So when you go to see your doctor, and if you have that history, or you got family with uh, family history of it, and, you know, you start asking these questions, you know, a lot of times we will put you in groups because it makes it easier for us to remember, one. But it also helps it make easier to treat. So that's, you know, that's a, a good thing for us when we talk about putting you guys in groups. So the seizure is from a cause standpoint, let's think about two groups of it. It's either natural or it's provoked, right? So either it's natural, it just happens, or something causes it, right? Let's focus on the natural, right? Because the natural one was easy, right? Genetics, right? And again, I know we hate to think about it, but like our mom, our dad, our grandma, our grandpa, they are a big reason we're dealing with a lot of the stuff we deal with now, especially when we think about the health uh, issues and that concern because they pass down everything to us, right? So, if they pass down the good stuff, you know, the looks, you know, the fame, the name, they're also gonna pass down the bad stuff, right? You know, being overweight, having diabetes, having seizures, right? So, genetics is a number one, uh, I don't say number one, but genetics is a huge um, cause for natural causes of uh, folks who have a seizure, right? So, these are patients who've been dealing with seizures all their life, since they've been little kids they have been dealing with seizures right um infection again is another a natural cause right it's not uh, it's not you may think like, oh why is that a cause uh, a provoked one uh, but no think about it is actually an, an infection due to lots of different things right an infection due to something that may have, a bug that may have jumped into your bloodstream and now it's at your brain right an infection you know that may have you know uh, started off as like pneumonia and now it's in your brain right something that's causing you to be so overtly ill that that arises right think about that when we think about you know an infectious cause from a natural standpoint right birth issues right so patients who've been born with certain birth defects especially neurologically can also deal with the stress of um dealing with seizures, you know, as they get older, right? So that's another risk factor associated with seizures, right? So we got genetics, we got infection, we got like birth-related issues, um, certain neurological-related issues as well, we're going to add that on there, can be associated with a natural cause for, you know, a person suffering from a seizure, right? So let's, let's move on, right? So our second group is the provoked causes, right? The provoked causes are those that you know something that we tend to do that it gets inflicted on us that causes us to have a seizure provoke causes number 1 I got to start out with is going to be my alcohol or drugs right and so let's talk about alcohol first right alcohol for those who are you your weekend binges tends not to be a bad thing while you're consuming the alcohol but what happens, especially with alcohol-related seizures, and, and this is usually my patients who are like chronic alcoholics, is that they may go on a binge where they're drinking hard liquor for weeks and then all of a sudden say, you know what, I want to quit cold turkey. And your body is not ready for that, right? So you can end up actually having a seizure from alcohol withdrawal, right? Which kind of like sucks where you think, well, I was drinking alcohol and you told me the alcohol was bad. I stopped drinking alcohol. Then I had a seizure, right? So alcohol withdrawal is a big one. The same thing when we, from a withdrawal and actually a toxicity standpoint when we talk about some of these drugs, right? The biggest ones um, are like your benzodiazepines, aka's your Xanax, your clonazepam, your Valiums, all of those medications there. If you, for some reason, you know, you miss a prescription, you, you, you're taking, you know, too much and then all of a sudden you, you drop down too low, that can cause a, a drug withdrawal. Seizure, right? So those, so that's especially that class, that menzo. Now there's a lot of different other medications that can cause seizures, but like I wanted to focus on that one, especially because I know a lot of my living audience, um, listening audience, uh, you know, may partake in, in those types of drugs, right? Now trauma, trauma again is you know probably an obvious cause, right? But if you get in an accident that causes some head trauma, remember if you know if the electrical brain activity ain't firing correctly, right? You have an increased risk for um, suffering from a seizure. And uh, next one is stroke, right? Some patients can suffer from a stroke so severe that it actually causes you to have a seizure, right? So if you have a stroke. Um, I see this a lot from my patients who suffer from strokes uh, that cause a bleed. And if you, you know, followed the, um, uh, the blog post when I talked about strokes, strokes can be classified either from a bleed or a clot. So a lot of times, when I see my patients who who've had strokes from bleeds and who've had to have some type of you know surgical treatment, a lot of times we'll put those patients on anti seizure medication. You know, just to make sure, right, like just say, hey, you know what, you have such a high risk for, you know, getting a seizure because of this surgery you just had, you know, to get rid of that blood that was in your head. You know, let's make sure um, that, you know, that we kind of protect ourselves from that. Next is brain cancer, right, or just say tumors in general, right? And this, especially when anyone has a headache, anyone has a seizure, they always assume they have the brain cancer. But in a, in a seizure episode, right, especially a person who, who's who been seizure-free all their life and randomly just starts having seizures, that's something we, we get very concerned about. We want to know, like, why is this person all of a sudden having seizures when they've never had a seizure before, right? So that's something to think about, you know, when we, th- when we think about brain cancer. You know, I know a lot of you, you know, you get a headache and you say, oh, my God, that's it, I'm, I got brain cancer. That's not the case. Uh, most of the time you know it's due to secondary issues but you know for that person who may be like 45 50 60 years old and all of a sudden has a seizure right and you know we've already kind of said you know we've already kind of ruled out that they're not an alcoholic you know they didn't stop taking certain medications there wasn't any trauma there wasn't a stroke we get very concerned that a uh, cancer could be a big cause for it right so again we talked about natural we talked about provoked as far as the causes of seizures diagnostic imaging right like so what tests if you walk into the hospital like what tests are we running just to make sure you have actually had a seizure right so there are actually blood tests that are elevated you know in signs of you know in the settings of you having a stroke uh, in particular prolactin level I can tell you, most people tend not to get, especially from a clinical standpoint, because the prolactin level is a very sensitive test. So a lot of things can cause it to rise, not just necessarily you having a seizure. So we don't tend to order that very much, at least in my hospital, uh, because of it, your hospital's uh, may. Um, You know, there's certain blood tests we'll do. Again, I have to rule out, you know, that maybe some of the, you know, provoked, uh, issues that cause you to have the stroke is maybe uh, an electrolyte imbalance, right? Maybe your potassium's too high, your calcium's too high. Maybe one of those something's out of whack. Your sodium's too high, your blood sugar's too high or too low. You know that's a that's an important one, right? I didn't I didn't mention that. You know, blood sugar is a big uh, cause for concern, especially when uh, we're we're thinking about seizures and strokes in in that regards. So, you know, we'll do some blood tests just to make sure all of your, your blood tests are in the normal range. Because they are in the normal range or aren't in the normal range, then that's something we need to be concerned about. From an imaging, imaging studies, the big one is going to be the MRI. Again, remember we talked about an MRI because we want to make sure this person right here is not having a stroke. And we want to make sure that this person right here, you know, doesn't have brain cancer, right? So, you know, we've already gotten to the point where... We've taken medications away. We said so we can't blame the medications. We can't blame an infection. You know, we can't blame you drinking alcohol and stop drinking alcohol two days ago. So we got to start making sure that there's nothing inside the brain that's causing problems, right? So, you know, MRI is another one for us. Now, the most diagnostic, you know, test that we tend to see, you know, done in, the, in my ER is, is the EEG, right? And the EEG, again, we won't, you don't even you know, know the, the rest of it, just, you know, just Google EEG and you'll, you'll see what, you know, that looks like from a picture. In fact, what we'll do is we'll actually, you know, put a picture of what a person with an EEG uh, looks like and then we'll have, you know, a link to a video of someone getting an EEG. Um, that's a very diagnostic test for, you know, patients suffering from seizures. And why do we do the EEG, right? Like, why is the EEG important? Remember when I talked about how seizures are your brain sending crazy electrical activity, sometimes everywhere, sometimes only in certain areas? The EEG, you know, and it's the electrodes that kind of connect. There's a whole bunch of them. I want to say it's actually a whole bunch of electrodes that connect to your brain that can pinpoint where your electrical tiv- activity is firing. So it can tell us if you got you know electric activity in a small area. Or you got electrical activity in all parts of your brain, right? So that's something uh, we tend to do a lot in the hospital, um, at least here at Wellington Regional, uh, for uh, diagnostic purposes and treatment purposes, Treatment um, uh, aspect of it, a lot of it's just medications. You know, making sure we treat whatever the problem is. Right again, if this is a provoked issue, let's let's say it's due to alcohol and alcohol related seizures. Um, we don't give you alcohol, so let me stop you there, right? Let me stop the thinking. We don't. We're not gonna give you alcohol, even though I've been told that there's certain hospitals I think maybe like the VA that will, you know, give patients alcohol while they're in the hospital, just so you know they don't seize um, while they're in there. Because again, the patient who you know coming through the hospital alcohol withdrawal, you know, they will stay there for a few days just to try to get over it. And um, you know, in the hospital setting, right, you're trying to get those folks uh, out of there just as quickly as they got in. Um, You know, we'll make sure there's no infection. Right. So, you know, we're we're checking our blood tests. We're giving antibiotics, uh, antivirals, if it's like a a meningitis type picture. So we'll do all those things uh, to try to eliminate, you know, a, a provoked cause for the seizure. Now, when we talked about, let's say if it's genetic, right, or let's say we've eliminated everything and you're still having seizures. We got plenty of medications, right, to give you to make sure those seizures um, are under control, right? So it's, it's going to be very important, especially if you know any loved ones who have suffered from seizures or have, who are dealing with seizures now. Make sure they're always taking their medications. I tell you, Dr. Barry, um if I had a nickel, right, for every time I told one of my patients, you know, if you don't take a medication, is this going to happen? And they don't make, take their medication and blank happens, right? Like I'd be rich, right? So always, 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 if you have any family members who are on seizure medication, supposed to be taking seizure medication, suffer from seizures, please make sure they go to the doctor's office. Please make sure they're getting the medication. Um, there are some surgical treatments of it, uh, of the seizure uh, disorder and those are usually reserved for patients, um, usually the younger patients, even older patients, but usually younger patients who are suffering from recurrent seizures. That medications, again, medications is where we start at. That medications don't really seem to help us, right? So you know, I want to kind of you know kind of bring it all together, right? We're talking about seizures today. Remember, seizures is it is an abnormal electrical activity that's causing. Uh, The brain, to fire like crazy. Maybe it fires in certain parts of the brain. Maybe it fires everywhere. Um, We talked about the two types of seizures. You know, they got the general and you got partial, right? And general means electrical activity everywhere. Partial means electrical activity only in certain places. And both of those will give you an idea of what they may present, right? Like what that person may look like based on the type of seizure they have it. We talked about the three stages of seizures, right? We talked about that aura stage where you just kind of feel something about to hit you and then boom, it hits you again. You see, smell that weird-ass vanilla extract and then all of a sudden you, you're on the ground you're, or you're in the ER, right? Like you smell vanilla extract one minute, next thing you know, you're talking to someone like me in the ER. And that post-ictal stage is that third one where... Um, you're just kind of like out there. You're kind of confused, and you know what's kind of going on. So we got aura. We got the ecto stage again. That's where the thing is actually happened, and you got the post ictal stage. Causes again natural provoked. Remember, um, you know when you go to your doctor's office tomorrow or next week or whenever you go see them, and you want to talk about seizures. Remember, natural provoked is. Uh, genetic infection, you know, birth-related issues. That's your natural side. Versus for some, for versus some provoked issues, whether it be alcohol, drugs, trauma. You know, you having a stroke, even you having cancer, right? Um, so definitely important to you know be able to kind of tell the differences and think about the differences when you're asking questions, when you're looking up all these things. I know a lot. Uh, uh the people who listen to the podcast, they always tell me that, they, you know, I tend to, you know, give them homework because they end up looking, uh, you know, to try to read up on more. And that's really the goal, right? That goal is to make sure that, you know, you guys are as prepared as possible uh, to, you know, to take care and take back your health, right? Um, diagnostic is, again, we got the blood test just to make sure, you know, that it's not drugs, make sure it's not alcohol, we got the MRI just to make sure it's not cancer. We got the EEG, which is the definitive one. It's a whole bunch of electrodes. Remember, you're gonna check out you know, you're gonna check out the show notes, DrPierre's blog.com forward slash LLP043. You're gonna check that out so you can see a picture and a video of what an EEG looks like. And on treatment, really it is just trying to deal with the cause, and if the cause is something that we can treat. Um, we're going to give you infection. We're going to give you, we're going to do surgery. We're going to do medications, whatever. Uh, the goal of it is, is to really try to, you know, stop you from having seizures, right? Because let me tell you, when patients come to my hospital, right? You know, it's my sure. Whatever, we call it my hospital. When patients come to my hospital and let's say they've had a seizure for the first time, right? And I get that a lot. The first thing, you know, the first thing I got to do, I got to tell my case manager, hey, can you send a letter to the DMV? so that this person can't drive for the next three to six months right like like even before i even get to say your name right someone's already sending your information to the dmv to say hey this person can't drive and before you leave the hospital i'm gonna remind you that you can't drive for at least three to six months right until a neurologist clear you which again usually doesn't happen for three or six months so think about that right you know i can't put a person out on the road who just had a seizure? Because if they have a seizure and they crash and they kill themselves, you know, let alone kill somebody, you gonna be wondering why Doctor Barry sent this person out the door, right? And that's not gonna happen on my watch, right? So you're not gonna be driving if you had a seizure with me, right? So that's just something to think about, right? And again, so let's I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give a couple of patient scenarios of how I usually um, will ask questions and deal with um, you know patients, you know, in the hospital setting. Who suffers from seizures. Right. So number one is my alcoholic. Right. This is my alcoholic patient. We know he's an alcoholic. He knows he's an alcoholic. He's been drinking all day. Um, but he stopped. Right. He stopped like three days ago. Right. And now he's feeling weak. He's feeling confused, right? So from my perspective, right, and, and this is cause he's just had a seizure and someone brought him in, right? So I gotta know, right? I gotta know, you know, did you wet yourself? Did you, you did you poop in the bed? You know, I poop on yourself, you know, I gotta I gotta ask all of these, you know, really specific questions, right? Cause I gotta see how bad the seizure was right i gotta see was this the type where you know your friend just kind of passed out and then he did these things or was he like shaking uncontrollably was he foaming at the mouth like what type and how did he look uh, when he was having a seizure right because that's why it's so important Um, You know, in in this setting, right? Because I want to know whether I'm dealing with general versus a partial because the treatment is different, right? Again, that's why we split up these categories because I know if if you're on one category, I might have to treat you different than if you're in another category. So that's, that's that person, right? So a lot of times, you know, we're we're watching the alcohol. We're actually treating you uh, with medications to make sure you don't have a seizure while you're in the hospital, especially for those who come with uh, alcohol intoxication and we're concerned about alcohol withdrawal. Because for those patients, let's say if you had a patient who's a strong alcoholic and they end up in the hospital for some random thing. It only takes about two to three days, right, of not drinking that alcohol before a seizure can happen, right? So we are very on point of dealing with patients with us, uh, alcohol issues, alcohol, um, you know, withdrawal concerns in our regards. So that's something always to think about, right? So let's let's think about my, you know, my 60-year-old patient, no history of seizures and he has a seizure episode he crashes his car you know he's okay he's a little confused and you know, I'm, I'm gonna bring him into the hospital again i'm asking him again essentially these same questions did you have any weird symptoms any weird feeling before you know you had a seizure right like hey did you smell some vanilla extract you know, before you crash into that pole, right? Like, that's a question I got to want to know, right? Like, I want to know because I, that's how that's how I'm going to know how to treat this guy, right? So I'm going to ask him, did he have any of that, those aura sensations? And after he had an aura sensation, like, what was the ictal phase look like, right? Was he just kind of, like, dazed and confused? Because, again, I think a lot of us, when we think about seizures, we always think about this person who's, like, you know, foaming at the mouth, and they're shaking uncontrollably. But there's a lot of patients who suffer from what we call absence seizures, which is really absent of that, that tense, you know, muscular contracture. Um, and they're just staring off in the space, right? And a lot of times kids suffer from all type seizures in this way where the teacher thinks they ain't really paying them no attention. but What's happening is they're actually having seizures over and over and over again. But you just think that this person is staring into the blank blank space, right? So think about that. Um, you, know, when, you know, especially my teachers who follow me. Uh, and if you got a kid who just seems to be okay, and all of a sudden will just stare off into space, you know, for about five to ten seconds, just randomly, and then get back and then not know what's going on. So that's something to think about. And so let's when we let's wrap it up, right? Because again, the, the our main you know uh, premise, right, is I think Wendy Williams had a seizure on TV, and I think she lied because. When you see that, and I'll I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to her video. When you see her, right, she is, you know, she's standing at the, I think, some podium or something. She's talking. And then all of a sudden, right, she just, like, glares off in his face, does this, like, herky-jerky motion, and then, boom, she drops on the ground, right? Like, now, does that sound like a stroke? Nah. Like, that sounds like a full, strong seizure for me, right? Again, I'm not, you know, her neurologist or her internist and I can't 100% say that's a seizure, but, like, if I had to bet my money, if you said, Doc, do you think this is a heat stroke, or this is this lady having a seizure on live TV, it's a lady having a seizure on live TV, right, um, remember, guys, if, especially in the hip-hop community, uh, Luane suffered from seizures all the time, right, where is his seizures, those, his seizures are provoked, right, because that's, a person who's should be taking medication, but he's taking a lot of drugs that's causing those withdrawals, and then boom, he has a seizure, right? So just to give you an idea, right? I think Wendy Williams had a seizure. Again, if you disagree with me, let me know. Drop it in the comments, you know, uh, drop it in the comments on the website. You know, hit me up. Drop it in the comments on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts. I almost said iTunes. It is Apple Podcasts. They changed the name. Um, Drop it on the comments and say, hey, you know, I think Wendy Williams had a stroke or I think Wendy Williams had a seizure. Right. I think seizure. My wife thinks stroke. um, And, you know, we're we're just going to kind of end it there. right? So, uh, you know, I leave this, uh, you know, episode, uh, episode 43, uh, which you guys remember, guys, you know, um, Dr. Pierre, you know, maternist, you know, your program director at Wellington Regional. Uh, blogger, podcaster, and again, you know, when I do these podcasts, I don't do it for me, right, I don't necessarily need to learn about seizures, I do it for you guys, right, because I want to make sure you guys are fully equipped and fully ready to take back your health, right, because that's something that I've always seen has been a problem in my, you know, my, I guess, my quote unquote, illustrious career, so anyway, I've been out of, I I joke, I've I've been out of medical school since 2011, Yeah, 2011, and so, you know, it's in medical years, I've only been, like, doing this for, like, a very short time, but, you know, um, I've been blessed uh, to be doing a lot of things in this very short time, right, so, if you don't take that away, right, remember, right, Dr. Barry, right, does not get anything extra right from doing this podcast, right? Dr. Barry does it because he wants to empower you, the listener who's listening to this voice right now, uh, to be empowered and be able to say, you know what, I'm ready to take my health care back and prevent the preventable death. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I want to say thanks again for all that you guys do and all of your support and all of your listens. So I want you to kind of keep on keeping on with going ahead and sharing today's episode. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all at the same name, Lunch. Learn Pod, and I'll go to the website again, LunchLearnPod.com for all of the episodes if you've missed one. And again, I'm at all of the favorite podcast apps: Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course Apple Podcasts. Where I would love a five star review, and and tell me what you think about today's episode. I would love to hear it. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye.